Hello, this is Ben with Social Media at Tiffin University and welcome to the TU Podcast. Our goal for the TU Podcast is to get you connected to the information that you're going to need to know to make the best decision and the best fit for a university for you. Each episode, we're going to be joined by one member, sometimes two, of the Tiffin University family and have them share a little bit of their expertise with you. Let's jump into the studio for today's conversation. Welcome to the TU Podcast. Today, we are joined by President Schumacher. We are excited to have her here with us, and she is going to be sharing with us a little bit about CCU. Welcome, President Schumacher. Thank you, Ben. Can you tell us a little bit about, I guess before we dig into it, tell us a little bit about you. Um, I know that there will be people that are listening to today's episode that may not know that much about Tiffin University. So could you share just like a one minute overview of who you are and what you do here? Sure. So I'm the sixth president at Tiffin University. I started here as president in 2016. I've been with the institution for 10 years now. Um, Time flies for sure. Um, And... Uh, a little bit about me. I, I have I've kind of been in higher ed. I've kind of I've been in higher education for over 25 years now. Um, I was a faculty member for many many years, and then really aspired to lead an organization. And um, have as I said, have been in this position for over four years now. Um, it's a wonderful place to be. This institution is amazing. Here in Seneca County, we're extremely global. Believe it or not, um, just because we're located in the middle of cornfields in a in a community of about uh, 17,000 in the city of Tiffin, we are really a global enterprise as an institution. I'm very proud of that. Um, I grew up all over the world. Uh, I was uh, I am the the first born of um, immigrants to the U.S. Uh, before I was born. I'm first generation American and. One of the things I always admired about our institution is we are extremely diverse and there are lots of opportunities for us to really capitalize on a laboratory of learning just given the diversity we have at Tiffin University. So um, I know from personal experience that having to live abroad in a place where I was really a minority um, growing up as a young woman really transformed the way I thought about diversity. And given the fact that we really have the environment here to learn what diversity and inclusion is about, um, really was important as part of my presidency to make sure that we really took advantage of at Tiffin University. So you, you, you came into your role in one of the, your first big initiatives was a thing that we call CCU, but was officially called Celebrating Cultural Uniqueness. So could you share with us a little bit about what is CCU? Absolutely. Really simply put, um, Celebrating Cultural Uniqueness is Tiffin University's response to diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So that is really the overarching commitment of what CCU is. We'll get into some details of what it means at Tiffin University, what the students actually gain from it and benefit from it, but it is really a commitment at Tiffin University to do our best with responding to what diversity and inclusion should look like today. So I would imagine and that there have been some challenges along the way and there's probably been some incredibly exciting things along the way so because this is a relatively new concept in higher education what has been the biggest challenge of this whole process so far 
There have been many, and this is going on, um, or we'll be into our fourth year now um, of this commitment. When we started this effort, we called it an initiative. Mm -hmm. So Celebrating Cultural Uniqueness was an initiative when I started as president in 2016. It's now become a commitment, and I'll share with you why that is. Um, but what's really, really important about what CCU is is that it really started as an organic kind of evolving process. And one of the greatest challenges we had was really to figure out what we meant when we talked about diversity. And for some, diversity is a very positive word. For others, diversity is not a very positive word. And so what did we even mean by words that we were choosing? And so one of the reasons we struggled and eventually came up with the tagline of celebrating cultural uniqueness is we really wanted it to be about our ability to share who we are and share our identity from the perspective of inclusion. And that was really, really important. So this whole idea of uniqueness become, became a big part of what this initiative was all about. It took us a while to get there. It took us about a year and a half to kind of get through the messiness of having this conversation around diversity and what we meant about it. And there were um, many disagreements and there were some uncomfortable conversations about what we meant um, by these words that we were choosing. And so it took us, like I said, about almost two years to really feel comfortable with it and then turn it into what we now call commitment. And it is really embedded in the institution's fabric today. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it is embedded in the curriculum. So starting with our last incoming class of the fall of 2018, every single undergraduate student at Tiffin University goes through a set of curriculum through its Tiffin core. So when, when students take classes like humanities and culture and English um, and world history, we now have a very intentional curriculum around cultural diversity. Mm -hmm. So students actually graduate with a set of competencies that prepare them for the world that is today very diverse and very full of complexity when it comes to making decisions around diversity. Mm -hmm. So, so our faculty actually created uh, a framework of competencies that included things like the ability to tolerate ambiguity, for example. So how do we teach students and how are they able to demonstrate the ability to tolerate ambiguity? Mm -hmm. How do we teach and demonstrate that students understand how to negotiate? How do we teach and demonstrate that students understand emotional intelligence? How do we teach and demonstrate that students really understand what it means to start from a point of difference? Those are some areas where we really focused in on how can we create curricula that speaks to that and then creates the ability for students to demonstrate those skills and competencies. And that's what our faculty have done. So that's pretty amazing that our institution has not just created a commitment around diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. it has really embedded it in the curriculum. So for example, a lot of institutions when they look at diversity and inclusion will make sure that there is a study abroad opportunity for 
students or that um, students experience some sort of immersion experience. Um, what we've done is we, we have those opportunities for our students, but we've done is also then embed it into the curriculum. So again, our students graduate with a set of skills that they're really able to demonstrate around diversity and global diversity and inclusion. So let me ask you a question, I guess from knowing that we have three different schools at TU. So what would that look like for, let's say that you want to come for accounting or you want to come to be a police officer. What does that, what does that practically look like for those prospective students or how would it help them? So first of all, every single student, um, regardless of their major, takes that same core of classes. Um, and so that's really important because that's the same curriculum no matter what um, no matter what a student's major is. And then what happens is it's reinforced in every major. So whether you're a law enforcement major or an accounting major, you are going to have courses that then focus on that and reinforce um, those areas. So for example, in an accounting class. Um, and in an accounting class, students may look at different kinds of accounting practices that are used throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And how do they differ from what's used in Western societies, for example. So that's one very practical um, um, example. In, in, in a cybersecurity or a law enforcement or a criminal justice type of field, students would look at how are um, different set of cultural norms accepted or not in different cultures. For example, in some cultures, bribery is actually an expected hmm. um, a transaction um, when it comes to law enforcement, for example. And so obviously in the U.S., it's completely forbidden. And so really looking at, at different values and different ways of being and doing across different societies would be another example. Wow. So each, no matter where you're coming, the whole classroom setup will be aimed towards helping you to become more skillful with no matter who you're working with. Right. Wow. So overall, I guess up until this point, what has, we've talked about what's been the most challenging mm -hmm. part, but what's been the most exciting part? What's been the most satisfying part for you in your role? Seeing it come to life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, seeing seeing it really, really transform the way we deliver our education at Tiffin University. Our students believe in it. Our students live it. Um, not only is it happening in our academic curriculum, and that means our faculty have embraced it, which is amazing, but our students are exhibiting the different competencies of diversity and inclusion CCU at TU in our organization. So all the extracurricular activities, if you look at some of our performing arts groups, you will see evidence and example after example of how they're celebrating cultural uniqueness in their performances through the songs they're selecting, through the way that they're actually, actually performing. Those are some examples. In some of our student organizations, um, you'll, you'll see events planned around um, different themes like Hispanic Month and Black History Month and some of these other um, themed activities that, that come to life throughout campus. And so so we really truly are very unique in our approach to how we've decided to commit to what diversity and inclusion means at Tiffin University and for every Tiffin University undergraduate student. So speaking of undergraduate students, I know that there are a lot of parents and you know high school students or those that are looking to go back to, to school to maybe get a graduate degree. So for those prospective students, what does that mean for them? What 
what does CCU offer at Tiffany University that they might not even see addressed at other universities that would become maybe a deciding factor for them? I don't think there is another institution out there that is doing what we're doing today with diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, we have embedded it in our curriculum, as I said, and, and, and you're not going to find that anywhere else. And so the advantage for a graduate of Tiffin University is that they're going to have a deep understanding of cultural diversity and be able to demonstrate that. And what we've promised our students is that every one of them will be able to graduate with a set of skills that prepares them to work in a very complex global world and be able to be very innovative about solving problems. And so what does that really mean? That means that they are gonna feel more comfortable with the uncomfortable. They're gonna feel more comfortable um, working in an organization that might might be multinational or might be um, in inner city Detroit where you're dealing with a lot of different um, cultures and backgrounds. These students are gonna be better prepared for those complex environments. And you think about our world today, we all need these skills and we all need this ability. And our students are going to be able to demonstrate those skills and abilities in the workplace. You're not gonna get that in another institution. Very cool. So one of the things that you had noticed earlier, or the, one of the things that you had said earlier was you had talked about CQ. And I know that that's a really cool topic, but maybe not everybody listening knows what CQ is. So could you tell us a little bit about what is CQ and why is it such an important part of CCU? Yeah, so cultural intelligence is what CQ stands for. And one of the things that became very important as we were moving from CCU as an initiative to CCU as a commitment mm -hmm. is that you know we're talking about how our students are gonna be able to demonstrate these skills. We also needed to be able to prove it, and the best way to prove it, in addition to you know, course outcomes where a student will be able to demonstrate it in respective courses, as, as I highlighted earlier, we wanted to have some sort of assessment that really captured um, very collectively the skills of what we're talking about or the competencies of what we're talking about. So we recently par partnered with the Cultural Intelligence Center um, out, of, out of Michigan, and they really have done the best research around cultural intelligence, and that's what CQ stands for. And so we are assessing every single student um, when they first get here as a first-year student, they take the CQ assessment in our DEC class, our Dragon um, education core class and then they take it again as a senior mm. so they take it in the DEC 100 and then they take it again in the DEC 400 and we measure the difference in their knowledge right mm. between their first year here and their fourth year here because that keeps us um, accountable to our curriculum that's cool right and so you should see a significant increase in CQ from the time they're a first year student to the time that they're a senior and that's going to really help us stay accountable to 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 saying that we're doing what we say we're doing. That's really cool. And I know that there's a, a good amount of the staff that are going through the training so that they can also grow. So I don't know if you would know the exact number, but how many staff and faculty have gone through this training so far? So we have um, just under 300 employees at Tiffin University, and um, every single employee will go through this training because if we expect our students um, to obviously gain these skills, we need to make sure that our faculty and staff have the training and understanding that they need as well. And so we created uh, a certification on campus called Building Cultural Competencies in Organizations. It's all around the CCU framework and cultural intelligence. 
And so every single participant does take the CQ in this as well. And so far we have put two rounds of faculty and staff and students, actually. We have students that are selected to be part of this certification along with our faculty and staff. And so, so far we have 126 employees that have graduated and have this certification and we're going to start our new cohort this fall and again we'll have a cohort every year until um, all of our employees complete the certification that's very cool so everything that you're talking about i I would imagine that it's it's difficult to take it from an idea to making a part of the vision to actually living it out but Mm -hmm. it sounds like if you have half of your staff and faculty going through it then those that are working in res life to the coaches to the teachers are all able to look at innovative ways to solve problems that sounds like an exciting thing and a, and a great way to to make it come to life so let, let's talk for a minute about alumni um i graduated from tu in the mid 2000s and i know that there's a lot of graduates that look through and go man this is a really cool concept and Maybe I'm, you know, or maybe another alumni is working in a field where they are getting to work with people from different cultures and it's a struggle to them. And they look at it and say, like, this is something that is attractive to me. So not wanting to go back and start a bachelor's degree, how could they benefit from that at Tiffin Universities? What different ways could they get plugged in to maybe certificates or graduate Mm -hmm. degrees or things like that? Do they have opportunities to do that as well? That's a great question and great timing. So what we decided to do, so if you look at any organization today, everyone is looking for training and understanding around this topic called diversity and inclusion. So what we've done is we took what we created for the certification for our employees and we have um, adapted it and now we have a certification in place that we're gonna be offering to the public, including our alumni. We just finished pilot testing it with a group of employers and alumni that we asked um, to, to take this and really critique it and give us feedback on it. We completed that process. Now we're in the process of going back and updating and editing the certification. And what we are gonna be offering that um, this fall, starting this fall. So alumni, organizational leaders, organizational um, participants, anyone who would want to take this certification can sign up to take it um, through the institution. And we're offering it in two formats. We're offering it in a virtual format where individuals can sign up and they can be part of a virtual environment that is over three weeks to complete the certification, or they can actually sign up for in-person certifications that we will have throughout the year. So yes, indeed, um, anybody who is interested could be part of this and learn more about it. Very cool. So the last question that I have for you before we wrap up is that in your role as president, I would imagine that this has had an impact on you. So how does this whole process from start to finish, how has that had an impact on you, like in your role of what you do and what what effects have you seen from it? You know, the role of a college president is extremely complex. Um, You're never gonna make everyone happy, but it is still one of the most rewarding positions I could ever imagine doing. And when an individual who's in a leadership position looks back on her career, um, you know, you want to make sure you've made a difference and that you've left some sort of legacy behind and that 
your hope is that you leave the institution better than the way in which you found it when you started. And so um, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, what's been really cool about this is to see it come to life and to see so many individuals embrace it mm. um, because it's so complicated and so complex and, oh, by the way, so difficult to do. Mm. Um, you know, by nature, human beings don't like to talk about uncomfortable conversations and they don't like to be uncomfortable. And you have to have a sense and a basis of trust mm. and seeking first to understand for this kind of dialogue to work. And we've figured out a way to do that at Tiffin University. It's taken us a few years, but any good effort takes time. And so it has been extremely um, rewarding and very humbling to see it come to life and to see it stick around mm -hmm. because it is a commitment and it is not something that's going away. It's something that has become and will continue to be part of the fabric of Tiffin University. That's pretty special and pretty re rewarding to me. That's really cool. So wait, one more thing. Let me ask one more question. So as you talk about moving forward, what does it look like? What's the next, what's the next phase or, or where does this go from here? So the other thing I haven't mentioned is we started a PhD in global leadership and change last year. And it's really neat to see that whether you're an undergraduate student or now with a terminal degree or a PhD, we really have, have um, integrated this theme of diversity and inclusion or global diversity through our educational system and our educational process. So the next step needs to be or will be looking at our graduate programs. So we have lots of graduate programs at Tiffin University, master's level programs. Mm -hmm. And so the next chapter of this commitment will start to look at how do we now implement this into our varying master's degree programs. Some are a little easier to do than others, sure. but what's really, really um, neat about this is the hardest place to start is with the undergraduate curriculum and that's where we started yeah. so you know moving it now to the master's level is going to be pretty seamless for us okay. and the fact that we also have it at the phd level really completes that full circle for us at tiffin university very cool well exciting stuff thank you i know that this is uh, right up your wheelhouse and uh, it is a great topic for us to talk about and so thank you for joining us today and um thank you everybody for listening have a good one